This episode of the Magnificent Whiskers podcast is brought to you by two broke guys who happen to have beards and just uh, decided to record us having a conversation because frankly we haven't gotten around to getting any kind of sponsors yet but i bet you there's going to be some soon and uh, colby and i just went ahead and plugged ourselves this entire episode go ahead and get your mind out of the gutter uh what we did is just talk about a lot of our own work that we've been doing um as passion projects a lot of our hobbies and various ways that you can access those and as always we desperately are looking for your input and of course in this episode with us talking about our own individual artistic work we would love some feedback on that as well so make sure you click the links make sure you follow the things we put in here make sure you subscribe to us on apple podcasts throw a uh, review in there maybe maybe a like or two or or however that stuff works um we would just love any feedback that you have at all so without further ado check out the new episode and uh thanks for sticking around welcome to the magnificent whiskers podcast my name is jeremy and my name is colby and uh today we have a number of things that we wanted to talk with each other about and you're just so lucky enough that you get to listen uh first and foremost i have to point out that we still haven't solved our microphone issue because we're both horrible procrastinators the fact that we're even recording this is a miracle of sorts um so you get to listen to this terrible echo and uh both of us sounding like we're in some kind of can but we have a plan and plans lead to memos and memos lead to nothing getting done yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> no, we definitely have a plan. Uh, we have some things that we're going to be testing out here soon to try and get them to work. But uh, my work schedule is egregious, and Colby's work schedule is equally egregious. And changing. And changing. And uh, and then I also decided that it was important to have a family in this life. So just, I'm whining. I'm, it's what I'm doing. I'm whining. But we're recording, and, and you get to be part of it. Uh, we do have some plans coming up, guys, and we're really, really excited about them, besides just being able to record with uh, something that seems like some form of professionalism yeah a couple of really cool things that we wanted to share uh one of the biggest ones is that there's going to be a dungeons and dragons podcast that the both of us will be playing in and uh i i don't actually have a date or any further infos uh, other than that i just wanted to float that so that when you are listening to this um and and we hope desperately that at least one of you gives enough of a shit that once we do release the details for that you're going to be really excited and you're going to listen to that as well uh colby and i i know are pretty are pretty damn excited yeah uh i haven't I haven't gotten to play D&D a lot in a little while now just because of my general scheduling and the scheduling of the group that we normally play with, and I haven't gotten to play with some of the people who we've been talking to in a really long time. Yeah, I miss our friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I miss I miss my friends. I miss people. <laughs> I, I, I like my friends, it turns out. My friends are my friends. Yeah, there's a reason that you, we've chosen to keep them around. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the D&D that we will be recording and posting, uh, there are some other really fun things coming up the pipeline. Uh, one of them that we've recently discussed is that we're going to start doing Instagram Live videos as another way for us to attempt to engage you. So if you've listened to our former episodes or, or haven't, one way or the other, any of the topics that we've touched on before... A, we're going to forget everything that we said, so calling us out on something will be extra fun. And B, if you have any further questions for us or uh, comments or uh, topic ideas or, you know, you just want to know our opinion on something or you want to tell us to shut the hell up, whatever it is, hop on to our Instagram, uh, which I'm going to include a link to on this episode and probably previous episodes if I feel so inclined, and give you access to that. We'll try and warn you when it's coming up. 
uh, when the first one is on its way. And uh, we hope that that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, one of the big reasons we're doing this is because we want to be able to engage. Like, we have these conversations all the time, and we love having these conversations. You and I are really good at them. But or at least we, we like to think so. <laughs> and apparently, you know, 15 to 18 people at this point. <laughs> but yeah, it, this is the sort of thing where we love having these conversations, and we want other people involved too. The more perspective you get, the more ideas you get, the better your perspective becomes. And it's, it's important. It's important to do in general in life, and it's important, I think, for what we're trying to do. And besides, we just want to know what you people like, too. Yeah, the, I mean, I even put this into the, uh, we put this into the description for the podcast. Is This is a point of view podcast, but the idea is it's designed to get you involved. Uh, and we love the idea that you're all just listening. We also are very intimately familiar with the introvert. So we know that not everybody's going to be super comfortable with the idea of having conversations with us. Even if it's just on our Twitter, even if it's, you know, a, di- a direct message or whatever, we just really would love to have you be part of the conversation. And part of that also comes from the fact that Colby and I both are involved in various different forms of art. We, uh, we've done some, some local theater together. A good bit, actually. Yeah. More, more than what I've done, what some might assume I've done with others. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm not sure if I said that with any level of clarity. You and I have been in more productions together than some people would assume. And... But also more than what some people would assume that I have been in with, say, Amy, for example. Yeah. The infamous Amy, whom none of you have heard from yet, but I promise it's coming. Uh, if you think that the difficulty for Colby and I to get our schedules to mesh is extreme, as we've described, they could write novels on how difficult it is to get Amy and I in the same room. The fact that it happened once, we were talking about miracles. Yeah. The fact that uh, Amy and I have ever been in a production together is kind of a miracle, even. See, you ha- but we haven't. Yeah. That's the really weird thing. Like, we, we, we followed in the same Venn diagram of people for so long that it is absolutely fascinating that we haven't been on stage together. It's, well, anyway, I digress. So <laughs> I feel like that would have been a tangent uh, for the rest of the night. Uh, so yeah, we talked about the upcoming D&D game. Uh, super excited about that. I may have gone through about four or five different iterations of character brainstorming already. And I know you and I were talking about attempting to do this independently as well, if yeah. all goes well with this version Colby's going to potentially be running a game that we will also try to record. I've dropped me pen and and go from there. Uh, get some newer people, some new blood onto the internet in a way they haven't been on before. Yeah. So, good times. I don't know. We look at people like uh, the Critical Role crew yeah. on Geek and Sundry, and we're like, we could do that. We could do that. But only because... We're hilarious. Right. Colby and I both also would love... I keep saying, I keep speaking for both of us, so just tell me when I'm wrong if I am. Oh, I will. Which means never. Uh, So we've both really wanted to get into voice acting for a long time, and I know that I've done, like, one or two small things. I don't know if you've actively been involved in anything. I've I've done a couple of uh, fan projects, or not fan, I guess fan projects, uh, student projects. Okay. Uh, When I was in college, I had a lot of friends involved in... Uh, the video gaming and audio industry, and I uh, did some voiceover work for a couple of fan redubs of uh, the one in particular. I helped do some redubbing. I think it was Civ four or five. 
uh, they wanted to redo all a bunch of the accents because they were apparently terrible. <laughs> and so I did a bunch of research in uh, into traditional uh, Gaelic and Greek, and I uh, did the the voiceovers for the Gaelic and Greek leaders. That's exciting. Yeah, in the original language. I don't know what I was saying, but I was saying things. And every person who actually speaks Greek is listening to you going, what for accent is this? Okay, apparently I was better than the official production. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I mean, well done. I, I'm a, That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so we both wanted to do voiceover work. We both like to think that we're good with accents. And because of that, we try to bring that into the role-playing aspect when we're playing Dungeons & Dragons and uh, think it's good enough to, to post online. But the beautiful thing is that I've listened to D&D podcasts where people aren't good at it. But because they're, they're, not, they're not prolific voice actors. They're not Matt Mercer. They're not Taliesin Jaffe. But they are... They're not Marisha Ray. But they are uh, charismatic and they're fun and they're with their friends. And that, I think, is the most important thing. I think if we can get across... Uh, without seeing any of our faces, at least at first, that we're just having fun and you're part of the crew. Part of the ship, part of the crew. Which we're very good at. And don't like worry, do I'm so. sure ships will happen. I'm sure ships will happen. <laughs> In every iteration of that word, uh, whether we like it or not. So, yeah. I wanted to... Uh, we've beaten the D&D topic to death. Uh, I wanted to touch on a couple of the projects that we've already done that anybody who cares to uh take check out has the opportunity to do so i have several different sites that i can mention now i think every single one of <laughs> of the websites that contains some of my artwork all are done under the same exact username so for simplicity's sake you're able to research them under remy x zero where the o is the number zero and i will also post links into this so you can find them uh, but I've done, I've posted a number of works, I want to say upwards of 50, onto a website called Fiction Press. Now, please, please keep in mind, I've been posting these since I was in high school. So, and we're not going to talk about how long ago that was, right now. It wasn't, it wasn't so long ago that I'm embarrassed to mention it, but it was long enough ago that I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, so you can go on to fictionpress.com, you can research author Remy X Zero, and you can find work dating from back to 2003 or 2005, clear up to very recently I posted a few works on there, and continue to update it and continue to post. I know that the profile picture is oldest sin because it was a it, it was one of the birthday parties we held for my oldest at uh rb winter state park and it's her and i hand in hand walking away down the beach and i love that the picture is, it, it's a great picture but that is oh it's a long time ago is a that long was her long. second birthday probably yeah maybe third yeah that's that's old a minute ago. now so that'll contain uh diff between poems and short stories uh, I don't have the discipline to write a novel, so that's where we are with that. Uh, I really, if I could just find somebody to pay my bills to get <laughs> to give me, no, in all seriousness, if I could find somebody who would who would forward me in advance, that would pay my bills, I could have a novel cranked out in six months. Yeah, I could. I mean, if part I... part of that is. You have to write the novel, and then they will give you the money to write more novels. Yeah, it's silly. You have, once you get the one, it, they can keep going. Silly how that works. Yeah. So that's my fiction press. I also really, 
I used to a lot more than I do now, but I still spend some time on an application called Sing by Smule. So I love to sing. And this is, uh, there's actually a really fun story that goes along with this. I had, um, I had downloaded a number of karaoke apps because I wasn't able to go out and I really wanted to sing some karaoke and record it. And, uh, so I started researching how I could do that. And I found a number of them, but they all, they all charged money and I didn't want to have to pay for it. I mean, whatever, who wants to have to pay for anything, especially Android users, because all of our apps are free and it was free to download, but they it had pay for features. So I let it all go for a while. Then I was watching the Ellen DeGeneres show, which can we just stop for just a second and talk about how she is just the shiniest human being on this planet. She's pretty great. She's just amazing. I, I don't know if I could contain myself if I was ever sitting in the same room. I know Carrie had said she was going to write Ellen a letter once mm -hmm. just to describe what we've been through. And that was before the really bad shit happened. Oh man. And, uh, and, and was going to try to encourage Ellen to have me on the show and just have a conversation, which I didn't think I deserved. Uh, and she was talking about doing this long enough ago that Oprah was still a thing. Okay. So she was going to go both ways with that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that I could keep myself composed. I think you could, but I think everyone else around you would be killed by the feedback loop of enthusiasm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, I ex I accept that. No, no I, that... I, I I really do think that like that would be that that would that's incredible. Like, I I love her enthusiasm. I love her. She's an amazing person. Spark. She is she is wonderful, and she helps so many people whenever she can, who deserve it, who need it, who she just wants to, and I love that. Her mission is to bring joy into the world, and and there's nothing more noble, and and I also feel the same. I, I think that if I could find a way to do something similar to what she does, which is part of my inspiration for this podcast, the things that I write, the songs that I sing, the art that I try to take part in, uh, the stage shows that we do, is to entertain. Yeah. I think that it's just, it's something that I was gifted with the ability to do, and I desperately want to continue to try to bring joy to people's lives through entertainment. So I, I we, we went off on that whole tangent for me to point out that she had a guest on the show. And of course, if I can find it, I will try to link something to this. But she had a guest on the show who was on Smule and recorded themselves singing Flashlight by Jesse J. And artists will record themselves doing a duet on this app a video of themselves doing a duet of their own song so that you can sing in quotation marks as I'm doing in the air right now, sing with the artist. And this video went viral. This dude posts it up on his Facebook and it exploded because he was really good. So Ellen actually has him on the show and they have a conversation about it. They, they talk about the app that they're using and doesn't she have Jesse J come out and do a duet with him? That's awesome. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, man, it's like, it's, it was absolutely incredible. And it was one of the coolest things I'd seen. And I'm like, all right, Smule, I'm going to give you a try. And that was it. I was down the rabbit hole. I, I decided to part with the $5 that it was going to cost me to get VIP status on the app. And that really did open up quite a few things. Gave me full access, unlimited access to their entire library of songs, which is vast and ever growing. And it gave me the ability to use particular filters um, that I could apply to my voice after I had recorded the song. 
And they've gone a little bit further now and went a little Snapchat-esque and they put some filters on the videos and cool stuff like that. But one of the greatest things was that it introduced me to this community. This is the only online community that I've ever been a part of that I've never experienced any level of negativity. I've never found a troll. I have never seen a toxic comment. I have never seen any negativity for this. And I've been doing this for three years. Wow. I mean, in order to in order to be like connected like that, do you have to pay? Like is it No, so it is totally okay. free. You can you can download the app for free. You can even on uh, Apple, I'm pretty sure you can download it for free. You can join other songs. So other people who open duets, you can do. Okay. And there are there's a list of free songs that you can sing. Okay. You just cannot open duets on your own, and you cannot sing your own songs, and I'm pretty sure you cannot. So you can also post your own karaoke songs. Okay. You can create the songs for people to be able to sing. Um, so that's some of the benefits that, that paying for this has. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you have to pay in order to be connected like that, that definitely helps to, like, limit some of the toxic nature because... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, because when it's a free account, people don't care. Especially, and, because even then, when you ban people, those people will just come back. It's, it's, it's a big problem, small tangent, that's a big problem that happens with a lot of, like, free games. My brother, we've covered this. Oh, yes. Hence, uh, that, see the last episode where we discussed swatting and the ridiculousness of toxic video game players. Oh, yeah. But, like, uh, but for something like that, it's also, the, the voice community is one like singing and karaoke is one that I've always found is very a very supportive one. Uh, I would concur. They, I just, I'm blown away at the level of positivity. And okay, so let's be real. Some of the people on there, they really stink. It, it's true. Some some people think they're better singers than they are. But even when that happens, even when you wish you had never hit the play key, I will even still comment thank you for joining my song or you know great job or something like that now when somebody does a great job i go bananas yeah so that they understand you know but there's no there's no outward negativity and i think it's an absolutely beautiful thing and whatever it is that's created this world where whether it's the fact that you have to pay to be able to be a vip member whatever it is man i'm just really glad that it exists because it's a really amazing thing and the community that backs it up also has a tendency to be overwhelmingly positive. So many people will create groups so they can organize competitions, organize duets. Uh, and in some cases, they'll even cover entire albums together, That's which awesome. is so cool. I haven't been a part of one of those yet, but I'd really love to get in. Like if somebody covered Rent or if somebody covered uh, Dear Ivan Hansen or, um, you know, any number of the different musicals that I would love to, to get my hands dirty with. Uh, I think uh, Spring Dawning, like, there's so many that I'd love to be a part of, um, and I've seen people do this. And it's, That's awesome. And they get together, like, album artwork that they customize, and it's all just stuff they do in the free time, and it's it's amazing. So you can find me on Smule at RemyX0 on there as well, I'm pretty sure. Colby, didn't you join that once upon a time? I do have an account. <laughs> you sound really excited about the idea I, of people finding you. I, I've literally posted nothing. Oh, I've never recorded or posted anything on it. I, uh, I just never had. I never quite had the inclination to do it. Fair enough. Like I downloaded, I was like, oh, this would be neat, and then just uh, I never, I never pulled the trigger. Okay. Well, yeah. 
Fair enough. I'm also... I, 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 while I recognize that I have some singing capability, I'm also not as confident in it as you are. Fair. Okay. If uh, I say fair enough one more time, I'm pretty sure I'm going to punch myself in the nose. But yeah, so I just haven't done anything with mine. I, and, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is a reason to, maybe this is a reason to just start putting a little bit more of my content, my creation out there. Uh, speaking of which, for me, some of my biggest content creation is I do a lot of drawings. I like to draw a lot. I don't... Do you do a lot of drawings, Colby? I do a lot of them, and I do it a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, a lot of it. I hope that's true. Uh, this is so this is a point of contention for us for a long time because we, we had many conversations about, uh, man, I just don't know what to do. I want to do something, but I, I don't know yeah. what it is. And I'm like, you can draw really well. You should draw. And you're like, maybe I'll try singing. Dude, you can draw really well. You should draw. Here's a book of things. Why, by the time you get to the end of this book of drawings, you're going to be a master. I'm just going to let it sit on the shelf. I'm gonna... <laughs> and, I, and I have tried. I you really, really have. have. Hey, uh, who designed our logo? Yes. Uh, I No, if, yes did not design our logo. I, I was going to say <laughs> yes if people didn't know. Uh, I actually did do the design for the logo, which I'm really proud of. I'm actually planning on that being my first tattoo. I saw that. Yeah. Where I'm, are you getting it done? Are you getting it done? Is it going on your butt cheek? It is not going on my butt cheek. Tramp You see, when you said where are you getting it done, I assumed you were asking where I was going to go to have it. No, done. I want to know the location on your body. Uh, it's, it's actually, there's going to be 11 of them. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun game we're gonna play. Anytime someone sees me, just rugby tackle me and try to find him. <laughs> See if if you can find all eleven before the police gets there. I'll give you a prize. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, um, he's screaming, "Fire! Fire! Fire!" <laughs> but no, uh, probably just gonna be on the inside of my forearm. Okay. You don't want to like? You should do it on the inside of the bicep. That could be fun. Uh, my biceps are never uncovered. That's a problem. No, it's not. <laughs> Invite some people to the gun show, Colby. God damn it. No. We can't, you can't put it on your chest because that's a pelt. Yeah, no one would ever see it. <gasps> it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I want to talk about something a post that I saw on Instagram the other day that I just... It made me stop and think for a second. So it was this uh, kind of like... It was a photo of a guy holding a razor, and he was bearded. And it said, I thought about shaving, and then I thought, nah, I like my chest the way it is. And at first... Yeah, you laughed, right? At first, I didn't get the fucking joke. <laughs> I was so, like... I'm so part of beard culture, and it just doesn't compute to me that somebody would, would want to shave their beard. That I just immediately thought, well, yeah, you were just going to shave... Why is that funny? He was just talking about shaving his chest. I, I did like the joke didn't even compute to me at first. And I don't know what that says about me. Oh, man. Was, by the way, I love all the various posts uh, involving like people shaving their beard and immediately turning into five-year-olds. Yeah, or babies at yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's, well, that's me. Yeah. So I was in Next to Normal, and I got the opportunity to play Gabriel. And uh, I would grow beards of shame which were also not beards of shame because I loved them. But besides the point, uh, that was terrible grammar. Uh, so I would take a break. I could only do about two shows a year. And our local theater that we had, uh, the Courtyard Theater, no longer exists. I would take about a year off and it would come around to that time and my beard would have, it'd be a year. We'd be, we'd be into that area. So anyway, next to the normal, I was playing a character, Gabriel, 15-year-old, uh, no longer with us. And that's about as much as I'm going to say so I don't do any spoilers. He's supposed to be 15. I'm not 15. I'm double that. 
So I had to shave. And I looked 15. <laughs> I passed um, instantly. Uh, so, yeah. So we, so you were talking about your drawings. So do you have them posted anywhere? Are you going to post them anywhere? I generally, I'll have every now and then when I do one, I'll put them up on my Facebook. I don't have them collected on like a DeviantArt or anything like that. Uh, do you have plans to start a DeviantArt or might they end up being included in one of the other many plans that we come up with for this pot. I'm putting this pen down so I stop dropping it. <laughs> they might be involved in the plans. Okay. You know, if someone if someone wants to have some of the goofy art that I do for random weapon designs, I like to draw swords and axes because I'm a total I'm a total dork. No, I love it, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like to draw random designs for things like that. And you know, maybe you'll get maybe somebody will get a print of it. Maybe we'll start posting them. At one point, that. a long time ago, a long time ago. I had considered... Long, long time... Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I had considered uh, trying to do commissions for, like, drawing people's weapons for characters in D&D &D and whatnot. Uh, I decided not to do that because I tried... I tried doing a couple of, like, plans and ideas, like, just practicing different things... And I was never satisfied enough with the work to consider charging someone for it. Oh, uh, you gotta get out of your own way, man. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I no, mean, there's no probability. The probability is a certainty. I mean, if if I post my stuff and somebody's like, hey, I would pay you for this, okay. All right, I would pay you for that. <laughs> Done. Okay, cool, man. Uh, I also, so we, we've talked a, a, a good bit in each episode about how we like to play video games. Yes. If anybody would like to find me on, I don't typically play many multiplayer games right now. My obsession. And the only thing that I really have time for is on my PlayStation. I do play overwatch. I play so much overwatch and I would love to play with you. If you have the game on your PlayStation, my, my PSN name is pumpkin prince. Oh, three. The O is a letter. And I will post that up in the episode as well. Overwatch is all I do. I do occasionally play Injustice as well, so I will happily whoop your ass in Injustice. That's perfectly fine with me, if that's what you want to do. Uh, Colby, you do you have any gaming systems? I know you're typically a PC gamer. Uh, yeah, since I, I haven't owned a gaming system that I've actively played stuff on since probably my PS2. Like, uh, we How had... How are we friends? Well, because you had the systems that I played on. <laughs> that's, that's right, I forgot. <laughs> Look, oh uh, for, the, for anybody who doesn't know, for m most of my life, from the time I was 16 until I was in my 20s, was spent crashing on his couch. It's true. <laughs> we would spend entire weekends playing games. I didn't need a, P a PS3 or a 360 because they had them. Nope, that's entirely true. I would buy games for a system I didn't own because it was there. Also happened. <laughs> that's that's a fair point. So yeah, like I, I've, I've never really had them uh, for a long time and I've also never, haven't been in a situation generally where I could, you know, have a TV set up in a living room with my game system set up. Okay, uh, I understand. For the most part. Like it, but Consoles. we were talking about doing, like, Twitches or, or uh, Twitch streams and, pl and yeah. plays together. How are we ever going to do it? Well, Twitch isn't... Twitch can be done online. Uh, like, PC. There's a lot of PC stuff. How are we going to do it together? I'm going to have to build a PC. I mean, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, we can do that. Um, we could... Do that. 
do yes, <laughs> we could do that. We could get on. Uh, I know there are ways to do video capture for consoles. Uh, generally, you need like I know one of the devices Elgato uh, does frame uh, capture. For no, I mean consoles. I for sure already have streamed like live stream myself playing. You and I have discussed that we're going to do that together at yes. the same time though so we're going to have to work that out down the road. OBS. Do you OBS. have do you have like a, a stream or a Steam name that you want to share with anybody or anything like that? Uh my Steam name I'm going to have to link that later because it's a little bit off from my normal like gamer tag and whatnot so I can never quite remember what it is but uh, I play a lot of League of Legends if you are a fellow League player my Gamer tag on pretty much everything is LVNDRIS91. And don't worry if you weren't able to perfectly catch that because guess where it's going to be? It's going to be, be in, in the link. In the episode description. Yeah, yeah for sure. So uh, I'll make sure I put it there. For anyone who's wondering, it's pronounced LavenderEyes91. Do you want to talk and, about that? Uh, yes. Briefly? Because, because oh I'm, my god, that could go on for forever. Because I am also an enormous dork. Uh, I was a huge fan of what? the R.A. Salvatore Dritz novels. Uh, have, I, I can't say I am anymore. I still am, but I can't say I am because I'm like eight books behind somehow because the man writes like a freaking computer. He's a shut-in. It's what he does. <laughs> Wakes up in the morning, coffee, writes. That's it. Might even do them simul- simultaneously. It's what he, that's all he does. He's just, I'm not even sure that that's a joke. I'm pretty sure he actually is a shot. No, most of these authors, when they do this, um, they have shadow writers. Occasionally they'll so have shadow occasionally? writers. Occasionally? For, for people like Stephen King and, uh, Clyde James Custler, Patterson James Patterson, and Dean yeah. Koontz and Pe- people like that will, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, they will write up outlines and they will give like plot synopsis things that they want to happen maybe a couple of ideas of like i want this scene to happen they'll write a couple of key things but everything else is filled in by people who they have worked with significantly who know their voice uh, how they write uh, they understand the individual characters and especially in in very long running series these people get a really good feel for those characters and they will write the vast majority of the dialogue of the text itself and the main author is more of an oversight. Like, they, they yeah. oversee how things are done. It's, uh, for anyone who is involved in comics, uh, a, big th- a big similar thing happened around the dawn of Marvel. Uh, Stan Lee, who himself ha- has done a lot of writing and did for some of the early characters, at a certain point becoming the lead editor and essentially face of Marvel... A lot of his hand in the production was as a businessman. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, his he gave ideas, and sometimes his ideas were simply, this person fights this person. And, like, he would give feedback, but he wasn't the one writing it. He wasn't the one uh, See, illustrating I it. I need to be able to be like, this is the general idea, and this is where it's going to end up. And now you fill it in. Yeah. So I can go off and, you know, do other things. Yeah. And then we can all uh, reap the benefits because I've got great ideas. Yeah. And it, it's the sort of thing where nowadays even it, it's caused some tension between creators and like who really gets the credit for different ideas. But it definitely, it's absolutely a thing for some of the more more prolific authors. Yeah. Because absolutely. nobody can write 
four novels a year and edit them and produce them. Right, and, but, and the, get but they can, but boy, are these guys cranking them out and doing like two and three and four at a time. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, and that kind of plays real nicely into um, the topic I wanted to cover uh, for this episode. Yeah, that that's Even right. Though we're you know, halfway we're in. We're not into the episode yet. No, no, we're just talking about other. Well, we are. I mean, this is what it. You know, and also, when was the last time we actually just sat down and talked about the various different art projects that you and I are working on? Oh yeah, I mean it. And beyond that, like, we don't have an answer to that question. We don't know when the last time was. Yeah, and it, it, even beyond the actual art that I produce, I know I, I love, crafting and creating, and I I pick up little bits of knowledge about things and there's so many crafts that I want to get more involved in I also make books I bind books I'm very amateurish in it and they are mostly silly fun projects that I occasionally make for like kids we're gonna get you on Fiverr I don't know what that is we're gonna talk about it okay so we were talking about the who gets credit in writing these things and I it brings up an interesting point which is that um I've noticed, and I'm sure you have too, there are an alarming number of television and movie reboots. And I'm not even discussing, because we knew this was going to happen with comic book films, because it happens with comic books. Yeah. They reboot them constantly, and sometimes they do entire universe resets, which I think is what's coming in Marvel, uh, and sometimes they do... Marvel and DC are both setting up for a... Well, DC is. Marvel is setting up for not necessarily a universe reboot. Marvel is on... They actually have a specific term for it. It's the sliding time scale. The, essentially, the sliding time scale of Marvel is that the major events always happened, I think, 12 years ago? 11 or 12, like, just over a decade before. So, like, the big culminating event that they always use as the cornerstone is the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four got their powers a little over a decade ago, no matter what period of time it is. So these things are constantly sliding forward and going through. So they don't necessarily have entire universe reboots. Marvel's big thing is they just have crossover over events yeah. over and over. And it's actually causing a problem called uh, crossover fatigue or event fatigue where they're having so many event books that because while they have the event book, they also have everyone's individual comics, which you also need to read to understand the events going on behind the scenes, it's becoming too much even for dedicated comic book readers to be able to keep up with and follow. Yeah. It's causing big problems. Uh, yep, I totally agree, because one of my biggest frustrations is, you know, it started back in Civil War for me, is that I wanted to know what everything was going on. I just wanted to know what the storyline was. I just wanted to read the story, and I couldn't. Yeah. And it was so frustrating. But I've noticed that it's happening a lot in TV and movies, is that we're getting a lot of reboots. Oh, yeah. And I'm just... Uh, reboots and reimaginings. Do you think we're... you think we're running out of ideas? I mean, that's... That's... A, that's an idea that comes up in the all creative spheres, because... Every story is just a retelling of Beowulf. To a degree. Is, like, that's that's one of the big go-tos, is every story you've ever read about a hero uses the hero-on-a-journey model most of the time. Like, that's a quintessential idea uh, of you take a person, they are normal. You put them in a fantastical world that they don't understand. That person goes through a journey, they begin to grow, they have a loss, they go into the cave where they face their final uh, trial 
come out better on the other side, succeed. Yeah. And it's a very consistent arc that works impossibly well. Like, there's a reason it hit, it's used for everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, the idea is, eventually, yeah. It, it, a similar concept comes up with, will, will there eventually be no more songs that can be sung? Like, will we have combined every word that we can in every combination, in every concept, in every pitch, in every language, all of this? And I think the answer is no. I don't think that we'll ever run out of ideas. I mean, mathematically, eventually it'll come to zero. But it's going to take such a long time. Yeah, like, the human race will be gone before it happens. Exactly. But it, but even beyond that, I don't think that we are running out of ideas. Okay. I, I don't think so. I think that... The current trend of reboots and things does speak to a culture that uh, we as millennials, who are now in our 30s, who are a huge demographic for products, for media, and especially ones, a, a culture that is becoming more and more open to sort of the geeky, nerdy things that influenced our culture as we grew up those things are coming back. Yeah. Because we wanted to see them, and we want to see them with actual money, care, and love instead of, like, the haphazard shoestring yes, budgets. Yes, that, that's the best yeah. way I've ever heard that point. In, instead yeah. of with the haphazard shoestring budgets that a guy who just happened to really like it did. Like, the old Ninja Turtles movies, were they were produced less than a year apart from each other, the live-action ones, episode one and two. Yeah. Uh, they were produced less than a year apart from each other on a budget of nothing. Yep. With random people wherever they could figure out to shoot, and they were brilliant. Yeah, and they they were fun. They were good movies. I loved the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. I, I haven't seen the new ones. I don't watch movies. I'm too busy watching YouTube. I wish you guys could see the face I was making. <laughs> uh, I wish you could. Oh my god, uh, they're so good. But yeah, and I I think I think there's a couple things going on with all the reboots. One, we are not running out of ideas, but production is so expensive nowadays. Mm -hmm. It takes so much money and there's the so much risk willing. involved. Yeah, the execs aren't as willing to take chances as they used to be. Yeah, and one of the big problems is um, there's too much money going into movies. Like, Not production... Enough, yeah. Uh, so much money is put into production that a movie can make $20 million and be a loss. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? And, and one of the crazy things is that... Uh, something that you saw decades ago with really brilliant up-and-coming directors was that there was a progression on the budget that they got. It, and you kind of, you actually, want, a really good example is the guy who did the Fan4Stick movie. The really, really bad Fantastic Four reboot from a couple years ago. Yeah. Really bad. The one with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, before he became awesome. But that that movie was really bad. But yep. there were really interesting things in it that got mixed messed up because they the studio took a director who had produced a movie for like less than a couple hundred thousand dollars and they suddenly gave him a budget of like fifty million dollars. Wow. And he had produced a really good movie about kids suddenly getting superpowers and what they would do with them and all the problems that would arise with it. It's a perfect director. 
for the Fantastic Four. It's a perfect scenario for the Fantastic Four. It's dark, but in an interesting and human way, not just to be gritty. But he didn't know what to do with that money. Like... It's kind of the same scenario as taking one of these NFL stars out of college, grew up sometimes missing meals, not being able to buy shoes, and they get a $100 million contract. That's a hyperbole, but they get a, a tens of million dollar contract and then they die. Yeah. <laughs> or they get into tons of trouble because you just don't, you get all this money and you're like, now what? Yeah. we. I think we may have talked about this in like our first episode, but like the idea that when you grow up poor, you must spend your money as quickly as possible on the things you want or it disappears. Yeah. You are trained to spend your money because if you don't, it will fizzle away on this and that yep. and the other thing. And then by the time you have you have time to buy the thing you wanted to that you should have had money for, it's gone. Yep. Uh, but if you look back at like other like up and coming directors, they're like the really visionary directors, there was a progression. They went from making like shoestring budget movies to making a little bit more and a little bit more and uh, studios were willing to give them some money, but not give them multi-million dollar not give, projects. Yeah, not give them the keys and, to the kingdom. But there's yeah. something to be said for the fact that blockbusters can't be made. But the, but they Unless can. you have millions and millions. But, here's the thing. Uh, another, another department is very much taking on the role that Hollywood did back in the day. And that's TV. Yeah. TV and especially online streaming and producing is that very much is very much taking up that role because they are willing to give people money to invest in mid-level projects uh, that still have a really good audience, have a good return, and these directors are getting and more and more interesting, weird ideas are more and more acceptable in TV and especially in online mediums where there isn't the lost the word, the cultivated experience that cable TV is. Yeah. Like, you don't need a specific message for a channel like... Gotcha. Like CBS does. You know, like, Lifetime. Yeah, exactly. It's the same movie, people, over and over. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you because I have a couple of, as you well know, I have a couple of television show ideas that I wanted to try to pitch. And... The place I planned to go when I last made up my mind, quote unquote, to try and make it happen was Netflix. I wanted to go to Netflix and I wanted to po pitch an idea. And now they're so freaking big. Like when that first happened, they only just launched their first set of Netflix exclusives. But now they're so absolutely enormous that it would be the same as me going to any other TV station. Now that's not to say I'm not going to still try it. I mean, it's a yeah. great idea. You have this... Um, uh, you have this accountant, um, like a CPA, who happens to be fairly neurotic and just a touch paranoid, and his paranoia uh, leads him to believe that somebody's coming to get him, so he decides he needs to hire a bodyguard, and the only bodyguard he decides is, is acceptable is an ex-Marine who's now in private security. And so this ex-Marine comes and, and does the job, but these bodyguards are not cheap, and he can't afford him on his CPA's salary. So in order to afford his bodyguard, he decides to put himself into a situation. He starts making illegal books. Gambling. Okay. 
So because he decided he needed a bodyguard, he had to put himself into a situation where he would need a bodyguard. <laughs> and, I, and it just goes from there. And I've recently um, developed the idea that, um, spoiler alert, if this ever happens, you're going to hear the storyline right here. Uh, the main character is actually going to be said bodyguard. It's not going to be Edgar, who's the CPA, because Edgar is going to be playing the stumbling, bumbling, unassuming individual who needs this protection and needs this help, when, in fact, he's finally just had enough of living a mediocre life. There's absolutely nothing wrong with him at all. He's not paranoid. He doesn't have the stutter that he will likely have in the show, and he's going to be pulling strings from the beginning to get this person with a nicer face and a strongly built body and this, you know, kind of reputation of a badass to build a business that he's actually running and it's going it's only going to be a three season show and in season two he's going to reveal to this person who's become his friend who he really is and what he's really been up to the entire time and how he's this machiavellian you know puppet master and then in season three it's going to show the consequences of their decisions trying to catch up to them and at this point, I've decided they're ultimately going to end up getting away with it, which is really exciting to me. I like it. And thank you. And and th But that's just, that's what I've got. I've got this skeleton. Yeah. And I would love to be able to maybe write a pilot episode. Yeah. And, and I've been at war with myself recently over this. Do I write a pilot and pitch the show? Do I write a pilot and the entire show, the entire three season run, which would be like a stack of papers taller than me, <laughs> and then pitch it just to have most of it scrapped? Yeah, um, I... And like these sorts of things are, they're re they're a really tough barrier for like entry level creators. That's why like a lot a lot of if you need you... to go suck some dick or something like that. <laughs> no, but a lot of creative education. Like if you're in any sort of arts education, a some people would say disturbing amount of it is education on navigating the business, navigating yeah. the industry, and as. Like, I myself, I uh, I have four years of post-secondary education in architecture. And the industry is so different from the profession, if that makes sense. Okay. And they are, they are very much separate entities, and you have to be good at both. Oh. And that's one of the reasons that I'm no longer in the profession, is that I am not... A professional person. I am not a corporate person. You were hoping to be able to just be a weirdo with purple hair designing buildings. Yeah, which at the time I didn't have. I was just, I was just designing buildings. Like that's all. That's all I wanted to do. And that's noble. I don't yeah, think there's anything wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like working in an environment where, for me, I don't get to talk to people for nine hours straight, and my humming got me reprimanded because I would hum to the songs I listen to and that's unprofessional isn't a pro isn't an environment I could work in. Do you think that that's telling of the entire industry or is that maybe just that that group? While it may be it, it's very possible that it's that group in particular, but from my experience having spent time uh, with professors and other up-and-coming students and the others who I worked in in that environment, it is, it's enough representative that I... You bailed. Yeah, that I bailed. I, I left the industry. And, quite frankly, even in the industry, I was not making a ton of money. No, you weren't. It was uh, really I was, disturbing. Yeah, I, I, am, I will currently, at the new job I am getting, be making 
within spitting distance of that money with no collegiate education. Yeah, let's not get started on that because I could rant for forever. So are there any reboots of shows that you watched when you were a kid um, that you would love to see happen? Oh, there's so many. Uh, I mean, I I really... There's there's so many... Okay, there's so many different directions to go with this because there's... Name like a top five if you can. Uh, even that's tough. I, mean, I I don't even mean like individual shows. I mean, there's so many different directions to go with like the idea of a reboot. Okay. Like, are you going to like pick the show back up where it left off and... That's not what a reboot is. Listen. Okay. Like, <laughs> like rebooting, like the way that Family Guy got brought back or Futurama or the way that people are trying to bring back things like uh, Young Justice or Teen Titans. Like... Oh my god, have you seen the pictures? I'm actually really excited because, yes, I've seen the terrible set shots and whatnot, but one, those are very clearly not their costumes. Those are not their actual, like, superhero costumes. I hope. And they are set photos that someone took with a camera phone when the production wasn't Yeah, no, done. yeah, I, I hope and, that they're tremendously yeah, better than that. And if you've seen the official production shots, they look incredible. Really? Okay, Oh my god. Look up Titans Robin. Like, he, uh, <laughs> fun, fun story, uh, one of the shows that I like to watch is uh, The Wednesday Club. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, they had a, a, a professional costume designer uh, who came in and was talking about the different like professional costuming things that they do. And if you look really, really close at the inside of the cape for Robin's costume, it's actually patterned with tiny little R's. It's not solid yellow. It's tiny little R's. Oh, that's a YouTube video. That's not what I want. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, it is. Uh, But, like, so there is an insane level of production detail on these costumes. And if this is what they're showing compared to what those photos were, there's no way they would have those two things next to each other. No, that's fair. And I do think, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be way better than what those photos were showing. Yeah. I just, that that, that was really disappointing. Oh, oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. And... If, if Okay, so going back to your actual question, if, if there were shows that I wanted to see actually reboot and redone, I mean, we've talked about this one before. We've been teased for years about a live-action remake of uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yep. I would love to see that. Uh, I'm getting one of them. They're yeah, Technically, it's a sequel, but they're producing a sequel to Fully Cooley. Okay. Which I, I love that series. If you've never seen it, it's a, a six-episode anime. Super weird, very anime, very Japanese, but just keep Isn't in mind... Isn't weird anime a redundancy? No. <laughs> this is weird. Very psychedelic and non-linear thought processes. It, basically, the entire premise is growing up is weird and hard. We're going to show you how weird and hard it really is. That's like uh, the Netflix series Big Mouth, which is just awkward yeah that that's awkward this does it in a goofy weird way that makes it fun and interesting and not creepy okay uh so yeah that's a big one that i'm really excited for that i can't wait to see 
Uh, we got another one that would have been on top of my list. We got Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, man. Uh, I had to argue with one of our friends recently. He's like, I'm so mad that they're stopping at 131. I'm like, they're not stopping. It's a hiatus. Their production values were declining. They're making a movie. Then they're coming back. Yes. And you know I, what they're going to do? They're going to make the movie, and then they're going to give themselves another break because all they're going to do is break the fucking movie up like they did the last two times and put those in for the next 30 episodes so that I want to punch the body right in the wiener. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, a, a lot of the things I would have wanted are, are happening. Done. <laughs> like, I, I am living in a geektopia. It's true. <laughs> I love it. And, and it is amazing. And, yeah, there's there's some missteps. There's always risks. I mean... We have things like, I I know we've gone a little back and forth on this, but a lot of people really don't like DC's live action movies for quite a while here, uh, other than Wonder Woman, which apparently was fantastic. Yeah, so the most recent ones, I know a lot of the critics didn't like. I personally loved. I also I also really loved Green Lantern, but a lot of people hated that. I but their TV shows are also spectacular. They're also produced by entirely different production oh i understand like, that but the flash is my shit uh, i adore yeah. the f- and when well, you know what's really funny about that is i started with the arrow and i love the arrow yeah, and just then, arrow by the way There's no no no, the, no. It's, i'm not saying that it's the name of the tv show i'm saying that's it's the arrow show it's oh okay um anyway so i started there and then i don't know so well i do know every season finale of the flash every season finale of the flash i've cried Nice. Somehow they've managed to make it so that every single time it just punches you right in the emotional squeedily spooch and that's it. Have you watched any of Supergirl yet? I've heard Spectacular. That's, I've, I was going to say, so I've good. heard it's really good. Martian Manhunter is the shit. Like, they just did such an amazing job with that show. I, I mean, they it, it it suffers from the fact that it's that it is what it is. Does yeah. that mean, I know I'm not explaining that very well, but no. I think you know exactly what I mean. It does I, I suffer from itself. Yeah. And... Kara is a little flat sometimes. I love Melissa Benoit, but she's a little flat sometimes. I will say, one of the things that, uh, having not watched the show myself, that I've heard from a lot of people is that Supergirl, like the show, is actually Superman. Like, she, while the character is Supergirl, she is a portrayal and an interpretation of everything that is Superman that we don't get to see anymore and won't get to see for a long time because he is so tightly co-opted by the movies. Okay. And that's so that's why we're not getting a Superman show, but we are getting Krypton. Yeah, I really yeah. want to watch that too. Yeah. That so, looks so good. So, like, we're not going to be allowed to have Superman in anything live action for a long time. Except he was in Supergirl. On. But he wasn't the character. No, that's fair. Like... And, and, it, it is and I don't different. know that I would have picked Tyler Hoechlin for that anyway, but... Uh, we're Harry's... also getting Shazam. Oh, I'm so excited! It's Zachary Levi! Oh, he's so good! I like. Don't punch the table that the pad is sitting on. Shush, it's mine. Listen, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, the film could literally be called Shit, and it could be about a pile of shit, and if Zachary Levi was in some way involved, either on camera... Or, or voicing the shit. Or voicing the shit. Or I would watch it. I would pay money and I would watch it. He's so good. And I don't just mean in talent or in looks. Like, as a person. I follow him on social media. And he gets a lot of hate 
for some reason. Well, because who doesn't, right? Yeah. But he handles it with such unbelievable, unbridled class and grace. And he's just a he's just a great guy. And also him swole. <laughs> for the- <laughs> I, speaking of which, I know we talk. I, I don't know if we talked about this on stream or if it was just us talking outside of it, but the number of the amount of like male actors in Hollywood and in TV who are big, buff, masculine guys who are also impossibly good, kind, joyous people. Makes Dwayne me Johnson. Happy. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Zachary Ter- Levi. Terry, Terry Crews. Uh, Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> like, all, all of these guys are wonderfully masculine men who are also incredibly kind. Jason David Frank. Yeah. He's not as much in the spotlight, but dude is ripped. Dude it will kill you without before you even realize you're in a fight. He wouldn't, but could. Yeah. And he's just this impossibly beautiful human being. Hugh Jackman. Hugh freaking Jackman. Hugh Jackman, that poor man, all he wants to do is sing and dance on stage and they keep putting claws on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And he did. He's like, you're killing me? I'm out. I'm done. We're done here. And then Disney gets Marvel and he's like, shit. shit. I'm going to have to come back. <laughs> uh, I can actually be in the MCU. Yep. I could, uh, but like, if you've seen him do The Greatest Showman, he is so happy in that. Yeah. If you've seen him, I mean, he's, he's been in Les Mis. Like, he, the and man. As Jean Valjean. Yeah. The man loves him some Wasn't he production. also literally in a show called Hugh Jackman about Hugh Jackman? I don't know I'm about I'm pretty that. sure he was in I, a show, yeah. I, I wouldn't believe it. I, I'm I pretty sure that happened. Jackman. And he played Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I in Hugh Jackman it. about Hugh Jackman. Uh, well, the, speaking of, one of those weird things that's been spread around the internet in various places is the idea of a buddy cop movie where you have Terry Crews and Vin Diesel as police who are partners <laughs> on and they find out about like a terrorist attack that's going to happen at Comic-Con and they're both secretly huge nerds and, <laughs> and don't want the other one to know it so they have to hide their geeking, their geeking out about everything around them all the time. And the funny part is that the villain was going to be Elijah Wood. But it, <laughs> but it was going to be Elijah Wood played by Daniel Radcliffe. Wait. Be- because they because they get mistaken for each other so much. And his partner was going to be Daniel Radcliffe Played by Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yes, that's so good. I'd never heard that. Yeah. Oh man, that's so much fun. Oh, uh, that is amazing. So I would have to say, uh, for me, uh, I also I, I don't really have a list. I know there's a number of shows that I'm super stoked are on and are continuing. I I personally adore the new Roseanne. Or the continued Roseanne. I know a lot of people were feeling really weird about it, especially in these extremely polarizing political times, and that they included that Roseanne uh, had voted for Trump, and that it was a it was it's a pretty big part of contention. But she had flat out stated that she felt it was important to reflect that struggle. Yeah, I mean, uh, because it, it, Jackie, her sister Jackie, is very much against it. Like showed up in the first episode wearing a pussy hat. Yeah, super against it, and and they've argued about it, and they've uh, they've brought it up a number of times, but they're still tackling real world issues in a way that only Roseanne could ever get in your face and do, and you could laugh about it. Yeah, well, it's and like it, for it's for beautiful. Any, I mean, you and I both that Thanksgiving and Christmas was tense. Yep. Yeah, 
Like, we, we, uh, for anybody who doesn't know how close we are as friends, we go to the same Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners. Like, this is how close Jeremy and I are as friends. We have the same holidays. It's true. Together. Uh, and we have these holidays with people who don't share a lot of our political positions. And when, and we get into some heated discussions about it. And a lot of times, at the end of the discussion, we come to the point where we are telling each other, we think the same thing, we're just, we just are coming at it from different points, and you think I'm insulting you. Yeah, so that actually uh, was boiled down a little bit recently, which we can talk about later, but yeah. you're exactly right. But we also, we also sometimes sup with some individuals who think that uh, our present uh, commander-in-chief is doing good work and is doing good things for us. And I understand the risk that it poses uh, by drawing a line in the sand here. But, but frankly, we, we aren't on that side of the fence. It's no. just, it, we're just not. And I've, in previous elections, and granted, we're young. Yeah. So there haven't been many where this has been an issue for us. But in previous elections, I've very much so been of the mindset that, okay, you know, we're on different sides of the aisle, but we can still be friends. Not this time. Yeah, this is... This, this is, is not just politics. And if you agree with the things that this person has done, I'm not sure that I want much to do with you yeah. as a person. Because... You, there's not much substance there. Yeah. And it's not somebody I want around my kids. And it's not somebody who, you know, it, and and then some of and then some people like oh my gosh, this is going to explode. That they 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 only look at it halfway and Until then get agrees with and then they get really upset when you point out that they agree with other things that they never looked at. Yeah. Well, I don't agree with those parts. Yeah, but you do because you're you are complacent toward it, therefore you are complicit to it. Yeah. And for you to continue your support, this is yeah. not in any direction where I wanted this to go. So, <laughs> how do we get from TV shows to here? This is your fault somehow. Yeah. Roseanne. Roseanne. It was Roseanne, yeah. Rose so Roseanne was one, right? Yeah. Um, we got a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. I loved it. Fuck you if you didn't. Um, it, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I loved it. It was fun. It's... It was it, it wasn't great, but if I was a kid, it would have been like, and that's all I wanted when I was a kid, and that's all I, I thought want. it was great. Yeah, it was. I fun. thought it was great today. It was. It was as a, an adult. It's a fun movie, and I want to see it. I wanted to see it then. I wish they would have been able to greenlight a sequel. It would have been great. Did they not? I don't think so. It, I'm gonna it, have to look at it. Like the last I knew, it, it kind of fell through. That balls. Yeah. Uh, that and blows. then, <laughs> and I mean, even Power Rangers. Power Rangers never went away. Never. The Power Rangers has almost, at, I'm not joking, literally every moment in time had a show being released. They've never stopped. Yeah. Like, maybe there's a small hiccup between seasons, but they just keep going. Yeah. And we were talking about Jason David Frank. He's played, like, five different Rangers so in the show. So, started green, turned white. Then after they became the Zeo Rangers, he went red, uh -huh. stayed red through Zeo and Turbo, left for a little bit. Left, left after Turbo. Yep. Then he came back and was, uh, well, he came back in Forever Red. Oh, yeah. but he was playing the same character. He was, as the but same it's Ranger. important yes, to note. And then, true. yes, he came back in, in Dino Thunder as the Black Ranger, as uh, Professor Oliver. Yeah. 
and then just recently did a video. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've showed it to you by now. Uh, they you, did a video trailer for Shattered Grid. You haven't, but I've seen it. And he, he's playing Lord Dracon, and it's just so good. It's interesting. I would love to I see like Bat it. and the Sun do, or not even Bat and the Sun, but whomever, do something with that. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to make some kind of video series out of it or something would just be so much fun. Oh, yeah. Um, we got Dragon Ball Super. Uh, I'm just trying to think back on some of the television shows that really defined, made up what I was watching when I was younger. Uh, Boy Meets World became Girl Meets World, which sadly got canceled, which really bums me out because it was so good. It ran for a while, though. Uh, Only like two or three seasons. But uh, three seasons isn't bad for a show. No, that's fair, but I just feel like they had a lot more of that story that they could have told and should have told, and they they didn't. I understand. And a lot of those other sitcoms and whatnot, I'm not really, I, I don't. I don't see a point. You know, we look at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Will would have to be uh, Uncle Phil now. Especially because James Avery, rest in peace. Yeah. and He's we, actually older than Uncle Phil now. He is, yeah. And when we look at, uh, you know, Step by Step and, like, all of those, that just it just doesn't... I don't, I don't have much of a desire. I liked them then, yeah. but I don't have a much of a desire now. Uh, yeah, so... Honestly, from from what I can think of from back then, I'm not really looking for a reboot of any of those TV shows. I've got pretty much everything I want in the movies, so I'm pretty satisfied. I just have more content. I have more stories that I would like to tell. Yeah, and uh, like for me, I know that we run into this contention a lot because I haven't watched so many of the shows or movies that I probably should have, but almost all of the content that I consume is like, user-generated content. Like, I watch YouTube videos, and I, uh, I'm i on Twitch, and I'm watching gameplay, and I'm watching all these things. I don't, I don't like, intake a lot of stories anymore. Yeah. Ne- necessarily. I am the total opposite. Like, I'm not the kind of person who can sit back and watch a Let's Play or watch somebody else play, unless I'm doing research on how to up my game. I'm not the kind of person who can sit back and watch other people play game, but I'm really hoping that a lot of our listeners are because we intend to do that. But that it's yeah. not so. It's but for me, it's the same thing. Like I was an athlete growing up. I wrestled. I played baseball. I played football. I can't sit back and watch a baseball game, even having been so intimately involved with the sport. I can't watch it. But if I'm playing, put me in, coach. Like a hundred percent. Well, even then, like I'm not either. I don't watch people to watch the game necessarily. I watch people to listen in it and interact with these interesting personalities. Maybe I just haven't found the right people. Maybe uh, that's fair. Uh, like, uh, okay, a couple of the content creators who I watch, like, actual gameplay of, uh, I love watching, uh, and a lot of them I started watching outside of their gameplay stuff. I started watching them for other things. Uh, I watch uh, Team Four Star, who produced Dragon Ball Z Abridged, uh, but now I almost exclusively watch their TFS plays, which is their game plays. Okay. Um, uh, same for Pro Jared. I watch his reviews. Now I watch his gameplay. Uh, I watched I watched Day Nine, uh, who I originally started following for his StarCraft stuff. That was a lot of fun, and now I watch mostly his Hearthstone stuff. Okay. Uh, which it, it, he's so much fun to just be listening to. He's <laughs> such a goofball. It's wonderful. Uh, and I watch a lot of MTG, uh, MTG Goldfish. MTG Goldfish. MTG. Okay. 
goldfishing is a concept in Magic where you are playing a deck where it doesn't matter what your opponent is doing, you're just, you're not interacting, you're just comboing off and then you win. So it doesn't matter what they're doing, you're, you don't care, as long as you're not dead before you combo. Oh. Is the idea of a goldfish deck. You could literally play, like, sit a deck in front of your pet goldfish, and it would play out the same as if you were playing an actual person. Ah, okay. Uh, and uh, that's just a term in the community there. And I love watching his magic gameplay, partially because I like the decks that he builds. Uh, he does a ton of, uh, like, brewing, uh, which is creating his own decks. Uh, he has a series called Much A Brew About Nothing, <laughs> uh, where he just brews. Uh, he does a ton of budget stuff. Uh, just really interesting stuff, and I love watching him play... And he's a great personality. Uh, and other than that, I, I watch a couple tech channels. Okay, yeah. I, stuff like that. It's just, I'm, I'm still very much, I love becoming immersed in stories. So I, I watch Netflix frequently. I'm in the middle of Peaky Blinders right now. And woohoo, boy, if you can get through the first season, the second one, it takes off like crazy. And it's just, I probably killed somebody's eardrum. R.I.P. Headphone users. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the game down on that section. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's just, like, it's so good. So I just really love getting And I also just started watching, um, is it Lost in Space? I've heard really good things. If there was a show I was going to watch, I think that's going to be it right now because it seems really interesting. Yeah, Lost in Space. Dude, I've only watched the first episode, and it is the shit uh, the effects are spectacular the actors are wonderful the storyline i mean and it's a retold storyline right yeah because it's from what was it space odyssey or whatever uh no lost in space oh is that what it was originally oh yeah it, lost in space was a sci-fi show from is it the 60s yeah like i don't know exactly we'll talk about reboot yeah but it, well it was it was rebooted it with a movie in the, like the early 2000s with uh joey from friends whose name i don't matt leblanc yes I, w I thought it was Matt, but I wasn't sure if it was if that was him if or Chandler. If it was Chandler. Matthew Perry? Yes. Matt, Matt LeBlanc and Matthew Perry, I switch sometimes. They have the same first name, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a really bad movie yeah. with Matt LeBlanc. Uh, wasn't he Will Robinson? No. Oh. No, he was just uh, one of the shipmates. Ah, okay. It was it was a really bad movie. Well, this but show I, is not But really I bad. loved it as a kid. Because I was eight. <laughs> Fair enough. This this movie, this show is absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, uh, so on that note, I think we're going to bring the episode to a close. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can keep in touch with the podcast in a couple of different ways. You can email us at magnificentwhiskers at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at wicker, uh, whiskers podcast, not wicker podcast. I don't know what that is, but it's not us. It's, it's just old women weaving baskets. It's, it's wonderful. On, on a podcast. Yeah, just, I yeah, all, you just hear the little... The occasional poop. Some creaky jo creaky joints. Creaky bones. Uh, on Twitter, at MagWisk. And uh, you can actually follow me at Twitter at, at RemyZero. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at LVNDRIS91. And we'll make sure that that's uh, posted up there, too, um, so that you guys can actually read it. So no excuses. Talk to us. Bye!